like being frozen all the time are definitely going to be sad seeing this. <laughs> I guess they'll be left out in the cold. My friends are listening to episode 241 of the Happy Hearthstone podcast, the longest running Hearthstone podcast in the history of space and time and cards. Thank you for listening. I'm Guy Grumpy, your co-host, along with my good friend Noodle Swoop. Hello. And featuring Yoshi OST as our guest. Howdy. Uh, Would you like to introduce yourself, Yoshi? Favorite class? How long you've been playing? Anything else you'd like our audience to know? Yeah. Well, I'm Yoshi OST. You can call me Andrew. And I've been playing Hearthstone since the uh, Knights of the Frozen Throne. And my favorite class to play is Hunter. But right now, I've actually been playing a lot of Druid and a lot of Mage. And so, yeah, I've been just enjoying Hearthstone and all the new additional expansions that they've released throughout the years. Excellent, excellent. The right person for this job. Thanks for joining us today. And uh, thank you to our patrons, Ridiculous Hat, Beef Squatch, and James W. We couldn't do this without you. The rest of you can join by signing up on our Patreon at patreon.com slash thehappyhearthstone. Just $1 a month to support the show. We do have a lot of stuff to cover today, but before we delve into all that good stuff, this wouldn't be the Happy Hearthstone without touching base on what's making us happy. So let's start with our guest, Yoshi OST. What's bringing you joy? actually was sick last week Sunday and I was needing a lot of rest and um, a lot of our meetings got postponed and I just got to do work at my own pace and so it it was it was just something I was really happy about because I, I needed a lot of rest and things just worked out awesome it's always good when things work out yeah always good to get a chance to rest and relax so guy grumpy what's making you happy you know, I got to say rest as well now uh, with the extra hour from our potentially last time change uh, from daylight savings time. Uh, you know, I actually got to use it to sleep in. And then I'm looking forward to a short week this week because of Veterans Day and we get a uh, what they call a thank you day at work where they just let everybody have an extra day off every now and then. So three day work week gives me plenty of time to rest. Nice. What about yourself, Noodle? I've actually been having a blast playing Hearthstone. Um, All the new changes that we'll get into, some of the cards that I haven't even had a chance really to play too much of uh, coming back into standard. It's it's been a blast. I've I've faced now the legend boss one time um, close to facing it again, but I've just really been enjoying playing various different decks with all the new cards. So 
or older cards returning <laughs> as it was. But we'll get more into that. We're actually going to cover a lot of information that just recently came out with the big expansion announcement and lots of different things coming into Hearthstone. But because of how big this announcement is, we're actually going to split up the content into some future episodes where we're going to get some battleground specific guests to come on so that way they can talk more to the announcements and exactly how that affects battlegrounds and even do the same with mercenaries so we'll kind of look at this as more of like from the standard and wild and potentially duels a little bit impacts for some of the new things coming along so started off on november 1st getting a huge announcement of a whole bunch of stuff coming to us, which to start it off, Hallowed's End returning with the patch 24.6. And so you're going to have lots of new things to do, including Battlegrounds Batch, which is a limited time event that is specifically geared towards Battlegrounds in which you can get some Battlegrounds cosmetics. You can pay into it using money or a thousand runestones. But if you don't want to pay into it, you, you can automatically get one bash for free, so you're able to potentially get one of those Halloween cosmetics right away. Very nice. And like we said, we'll go more into that on the Battleground specific episode. But just like that, there's also been some changes and reworks with Mercenaries, where they've had a task rework as well as a renowned system change. Again, those are big things that are impacting Mercenaries, but we're going to try and do our best to get a guest to come on to specifically talk about that. But also with the release of 24.6, New and returning players are going to be able to get an upgraded free deck experience. They'll immediately be able to borrow six loaner decks for one week. And then before that week is up, they'll be able to pick one of those decks to add to their collection permanently. It's actually a great value as you get a chance to kind of see what those decks are about before you actually make that ultimate choice. So a little bit different than what they've done in the past where it was like, you have to pick it and sometimes you just don't even know what's the best value or what's the better deck. Right. Yeah. I've been always like keen on checking out who's tried out those decks to see which one is the best to take. And it seems like this is a way better way to go. So if you, if you just like the other less meta deck, so to speak, you could still have a try on all of them to pick the one you prefer. I mean, that's that's pretty exciting, especially for those returning players or even new players. You, you don't necessarily have a chance to really know what you're getting when when you get a choice to select. It gives you a chance to like, OK, take a day, play with one, take another day, play with another and then ultimately make that decision. But with that, too, with returning players, returning players are also getting access to more cards. It, there was an announcement that was actually posted on a community post on the Blizzard Battle.net boards, the forums, brought to light by Ben Hearthstone, which if you haven't had a chance to check out his Twitter, he is very informative. It gives you all the up-to-date information. I'll make sure to include links to his Twitter in our show notes as well. But he let us know that returning players are going to receive Anywhere from 20 to 80 to 150 card pack bundles that you'll end up seeing just kind of appear inside your inventory. So if you saw that yourself, don't be surprised. They're not going to take them back. Those are there for you as an added benefit just from Blizzard, just for returning back to the game to check it out now with all the new stuff coming on. Yeah, I saw some of those bundles. Uh, people took screenshots of it. And that's 
that's really exciting. Uh, you know, having that many new cards really makes you, uh, you should be able to put together a relatively uh, affordable and meta-wise deck. Yeah, I mean, and that should also help you find some of those cards that maybe you were missing before, like, as you're trying to get that deck kind of built up to, to standard. Um, plus, you get the, the added benefit of the potentially the returning decks. So you can even potentially supplement that returning deck with a few extra cards that maybe need to go in uh, to make it kind of even more powerful. So it gives you a chance to kind of customize it to your liking as well. So kind of an exciting time to be even returning back to Hearthstone if you've been gone for a bit. And so with that, we also received the announcement of the new expansion, which is March of the Lich King. So, you know, Yoshi, you're talking about how you started with Knights of the Frozen Throne. Now we're almost coming right back to it. Yeah, I'm kind of very excited for the new class, but it sounds like it's pretty strong. Uh, you know, if if it's anything like Demon Hunter was when it came out the gates <laughs> in Burning Crusade, I, I, I feel like we're we're going to end up uh, seeing a lot <laughs> with uh, Death Knights as well as they join the ranks of in our Hearthstone classes. So with that, the Death Knights now have uh, powerful new effects that allow them to be kind of a powerhouse in their own right with a new hero power that it's announced just for the death knight which is ghoul charge so ghoul charge you pay two mana you'll end up summoning a one one ghoul which is an undead minion and it does have charge and the the only thing is that you do need to use that minion or lose it you can use it to trade into a minion or even attack face but Ultimately, at the end of the turn, it does die, which actually is beneficial because Death Knights also have a class mechanic called corpses. Whenever a friendly minion dies, the Death Knight will gain a corpse, and this special class-specific resource can be used to fuel and power up some of the cards, just kind of like Anima did in the Murder at Castle Nathria set. But the only thing is that that corpses is going to be a pool that's alongside kind of like where your mana resources are. And you don't necessarily need to have the cards that use corpses in your hand at the time that you're generating corpses. You can use that at any point when you draw those cards. Additionally, the Death Knight is going to have a class-specific deck-building mechanic called runes. There are three different runes. There's a blood rune, a frost rune, and an unholy rune with respective colors of red, blue, and green. You can choose any combination of those three runes when you're building your deck, but in doing so, you potentially limit yourself the ability to potentially go into specific deck restrictions. It's like a deck building kind of mechanic. So you could choose to go one blood rune and two frost runes, one blood rune, a frost rune, and a holy rune. You could go all three blood runes. But upon doing so, you you potentially limit the cards that you can use inside your deck because certain cards will require a certain number of runes. Yeah, and it seemed like from the video that they were showing with this mechanic, it just automatically um, attaches to the deck. So it would probably not be very confusing once you get the hang of it when you place cards. And so you'll see which cards will start limiting you from picking the other rune type cards. 
additionally, I would think if if your concern is, oh, what if I copy a deck from, like, say, my favorite streamer or content creator? Not to worry. All those deck codes will have the runes already automatically selected for you. Right. But with that, we do have some cards to kind of show us the power of different types. The Blood Rune is the tankiest of the runes, and it tends to have board control effects, large minions, and cards that manipulate life totals to include Patchwork. He's our legendary card for death knights is seven mana with one blood rune and uh four six for attack and toughness and the undead minion with a battle cry destroy a random minion in your opponent's hand deck and battlefield that just seems crazy good so maybe a bit expensive but a very powerful effect um so and disruptive that's always always what we're looking for Something maybe better than Theotar. So just like Mutanus, right? Seven mana for that effect, but even more powerful when it's taking cards from your deck, from your hand, and also um, from the battlefield itself. That's that's a really powerful effect. Yeah, I'm sure they'll find ways to discount it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might just kill out those uh, end game conditions for your opponent. So very spicy. Next up, we do have the five mana Two Blood Rune Shadow Spell Corpse Explosion. It's a rare spell with a detonate a corpse to deal one damage to all minions. And if any are still alive, repeat this. So one of those ones you just have to build up the corpse count and it's a board wipe. Um, unless, of course, the jailer's in play, but still. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how that would work. Would it just, if if you have the jailer effect up, does that mean you'll expend all the corpse in the corpse explosion hmm. i would think so <laughs> and then meanwhile you'd be like why did i spend five mana to do that <laughs> <laughs> but still interesting i think it's it's actually really powerful too because you'll end up getting the the amount of damage that you need to clear whatever mm-hmm. threats you're facing so even right. if they they happen to like unlike the spammy arcanist where spammy arcanist says well if I killed one, then I continue to do damage. This is more like if things are still alive, well, let's go ahead and see if I have a corpse available. I can deal another damage. Okay, something's still alive there. Another corpse. More damage. So, um, very powerful. It's it's kind of like taking a, a more proactive approach to getting the kind of board clear you would need versus the board clear you want. <laughs> right. And then next up, we have the two mana, three blood rune spell, Vampiric Blood. It's a rare spell. Give your hero plus five health and spend three corpses to gain five more and draw a card. I mean, that seems like such a strong effect. It makes sense why it's a three rune card. And you even have the potential to have two of these in your deck. So you're talking about being able to get up to 50 health. Sounds like it hate it already <laughs> <laughs> how long will this game go on that just reminds me of the the time when we had the wall priest versus uh, odd warrior it's, there's a lot of things that are reminding me of that where you ended up at the turn limit before uh, anybody could win as much health as there is out there you gotta tank up to rank up right <laughs> but i mean you could even use that with the uh Renithal, right so you could have 60 Wow. Yeah, and you could you could get a massive health toll for sure by the time that things are done. 
And then next up, we have the Frost Rune. Frost Rune is a powerful burst potential using spell synergies, direct damage, card draw, mana manipulation, and freeze effects. Woo, lots of stuff in Frost. Starting off, we have the zero mana two Frost Rune Frost spell, Horn of Winter. Refresh two mana crystals. It's a common spell. That does the same effect as Lightning Bloom, but with no overload. So that's pretty strong. That's after like the the nerfs that they had to like instead right. of it's not gain it's just refresh so hopefully right. uh, there's a little more balance to it than with lightning bloom yeah no downsides is hard to beat though and zero mana is also hard to beat <laughs> I mean we see how priest takes advantage of that right now with uh their naga <laughs> the, the legendary naga and there's two available to the frost dedicated uh death knights out there so could uh definitely create some challenges there and then next up we have the two mana two frost rune frost spell frost strike with deal three damage to a minion if that kills it discover a frost rune card while you're describing that frost the word frost just lost all meaning you said it so many times Maybe they'll be able to discover another frost strike along the way. Another frost strike to go with it. <laughs> I think I think that's just showing you how synergistic all these frost abilities really are. <laughs> Plus it, it feels a little bit like onomatopoeia. You get that frost setting in, mm-hmm. making things colder, more of a biting chill. That's also why you'd have the seven mana three frost rune spell. That is a frost worm's fury. You deal five damage, freeze all enemy minions, and then also summon a five five frost worm. That's kind of like a cheaper ultimate infestation with a pretty strong effect. Yeah, but it misses the draw, which I think was the really big part for that one. I feel like you'll be able to get uh, multiples of these too with the frost strike. That's that's where I'm at. And the people that don't like being frozen all the time are definitely going to be sad seeing this. <laughs> I guess they'll be left out in the cold. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a powerful spell. I mean, the fact that you can deal that five damage, freeze down any potential response, especially if they have a full board. And then you're also developing a threat at the same time with that extra frost worm. I feel like that's eventually just going to spell your doom. You have all these frost worms appearing on their side of the board. Meanwhile, like they're just constantly going for your neck. But if perhaps freezing things doesn't appeal to you, you also have the unholy runes. The unholy rune has the greatest command of undead armies. They tend to be very good at summoning undead minions summoning swarms of minions and generating and spending corpses to start us off we have the two mana two unholy rune battlefield necromancer a common minion with a two three in stats and at the end of your turn you raise a corpse as a one two risen footman with taunt i think this one's actually pretty great so such a cheap effect and to have it continuously put up a taunt uh it's going to be hard to get to that if it's put down early um so Definitely, you'll see a lot of people trying this. Uh, the two shadow might scare some people off, but um, I guess we'll see what other cards support it later. But I'm, I've got my eye on this one as one of the top performers of the, the class. Yeah, and you're always given a chance to 
um, refill that with your hero power. So pretty strong. And also the ability to potentially create kind of that push and pull of if you're able to get down like an iron deep drag on one and then follow it up with this battlefield necromancer on two it's like you're constantly gonna have iron deep drags or risen footmen at at the ready and making that choice about what you need to kind of strike with what spells you might have available really ends up becoming a you know, a hard choice. Well, I got to take out this necromancer, but meanwhile, there's still more trogs. I don't know which one I need to do, but I know I need to do something. <laughs> and then next up, we have the five mana, two unholy rune, shadow spell, army of the dead. It's a common spell. Raise up to five corpses as two, two risen ghouls with rush. If you get all five, that's so powerful. <laughs> Just they're, not just one ones like other similar effects and they have rush. I'm kind of talking myself into playing unholy uh, death Knight when it comes out. I mean, this, it kind of feels like to me, it reminds me of the paladin seven mana spell that mm-hmm. we got back in, uh, what was it? The barons mini set where, <laughs> where you're summoning, summoning adventurers, but that cost you seven mana to get the five adventurers and some of them had keywords that were good. And most of them were just awful, <laughs> like <laughs> spell damage. Like how am I ever going to do anything with this spell damage? <laughs> but this, this seems priced right at five mana. I mean, it, it, it feels like you're, you're going to build up to that effect. And, and we, we've seen how at, double the cost filling your board with with uh six of the little tokens along with the nixia is quite powerful i i feel like you know a couple mana less it feels like something that heck any class would want to have mm-hmm. and then finally we also have the legendary for the unholy runes which is eight mana three unholy runes lord marigar He's a 9-7 undead minion with a battle cry. Raise all your corpses as 1-1 risen golems with rush. And for each that can't fit, give 1 plus 2 plus 2. You're going to be playing with a lot of corpses or creating a lot of corpses anyway. So uh, just seeing how big these guys get kind of reminds me of a couple other cards. One in Battlegrounds with the mech that uh, if they don't fit, boosts. Um, Granted, this is only giving 1, but... We're going to assume that you're going to build a lot of uh, corpses into this, especially like even from the army of the the dead that we just saw. That could be, you know, 10 of them right there. Right. Kind of feels like a cheaper Onyxia. Uh, Raid box Onyxia has those rush whelps, and this is just Mm -hmm. tiny ones if you don't have enough corpse. But once you have a ton of corpse in your counter, then you're going to have some strong board wiping mechanics. Yeah, and I think even when you when you talk about like Kelthazad, it kind of had the same effect with the the volatile skeletons. Instead, here it's with corpses. You're, I feel like you're going to end up with some pretty big minions on the board, potentially swinging things into your favor, especially when those risen golems are going to have rush. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So as as we can see, the rune system does provide the ability, especially with those three rune specific cards, to have some really powerful effects. But that's that's if you end up going all the way into 
that specific rune deck building restriction, it does mean that you wouldn't end up being able to say, make sure that you get a battlefield necromancer if you decide to go fully frost, but maybe that's the benefit of it, right? Focusing on that one specific type will end up getting you to the point where you want to be with your death knight. And even while we are on the path to learning how to become a death knight, we actually are going to receive a introductory prologue when March of the Lich King launches. So you'll be able to complete the prologue, which follows the iconic story of Arthas Menethil's descent into darkness as he becomes the Lich King. You complete that prologue and you'll unlock the entire 32 card death knight core set for free. Additionally, when the expansion launches, there will also be a one-time separate Death Knight-only set available to help Death Knights catch up with other classes called the Path of Arthas. The Path of Arthas has 26 distinct Death Knight cards designed to be combined with the core set and to form three Death Knight starter decks that you can immediately take to ladder. You can get the Path of Arthas a few different ways. You can purchase it as part of the pre-purchase mega bundle but you can also purchase it as a standalone purchase for the normal version in for 2000 gold or 1500 runestones and they also have a golden offering of that where you can spend money or 7000 runestones if you wanted to have the golden versions additionally the golden version will include golden copies of all the Path of Arthas cards, but will include a bonus, a diamond copy of Lady Death Whisperer, the diamond legendary card. One could wish that the golden offerings were also for gold. It'd be like 20,000 gold for a golden pack. <laughs> <laughs> right. I've got the coins to spare for sure. But I'll definitely be going golden here. Um, I've got enough runestones. I think I can make that work. Uh, still, it's a... Seems still a little expensive, though. Says the Lady Death Whisperer Diamond Legendary card will also be available for purchase as a standalone product. If you just wanted to get the diamond card, you can purchase that one. So the the interesting thing is that there also are going to, there's going to be more things to enjoy uh, coming in the future to give you previews about all things Death Knight. With uh, there's going to be a Death Knight show match being casted on November 16th and 17th, starting at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can join members of the community, including Slissa and Garrett, and they're going to get 12 creators to split into three teams of four, one for each rune, Blood, Frost, and Unholy, and each team will have one member deep into their runes, two members with one foot into each rune, and then also one wildcard member that can choose any rune combination. So, for example, one player will be completely frost for the frost team. The next player will go frost, frost, and then blood. The next player after that will go frost, frost, and unholy. And then the wildcard player can choose any combination that they would like. The teams will play in round-robin style format with team placement and prizing based on combined team scores. And you can catch that action live on YouTube or Twitch. And also, you'll want to sit down to enjoy some of that as, as you watch, you'll be earning drops in the form of a pack of March of the Lich King for one hour and then a second pack for your second hour of watching. You can do that, I would assume, either day. Just make sure that you link your Battle.net 
and Twitch account to be eligible for the drops. And that's on a Wednesday and a Thursday, right? In the afternoon for Eastern Standard Time with the morning for Pacific. So that's like during work time. <laughs> I, I might just have to set it up to watch it on uh, on my phone and put my phone inside my desk drawer. Sneaky <laughs> like a rogue. Come back and watch it later, right? <laughs> yeah. But at least I'll get a couple of free packs. And so... With the expansion coming for March of the Lich King, we'll also get a new board, which highlights the assault between the, the Death Knights and Blood Elves, who are countering the Death Knight arrival uh, in the city of Silvermoon. So you'll be able to check out some of the amazing sights to be seen, all with a little bit of extra frost on them, too. <laughs> Seems like it's just in time for winter. Just in time. <laughs> <laughs> and also with the Death Knight arriving, a new minion type or new minion types have been released. With that, the new minion type is undead, but also multiple minions out there can have two types now, where you might have an undead beast or undead dragon or undead mech, which... I believe someone laughed at when we talked about it previously, but they actually did release one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean the the micro mummy, right? From yep. back back in the Saviors of Old Doom, he was a reborn uh, mech that was a mummy, so he was clearly undead, but he didn't have both both of those uh, tags before. He was just a mech, so. <laughs> <laughs> It's glad I'm glad to see that too. New things coming back in, but to give an example, we do have the legendary card Invincible, which is an eight mana five five undead beast with reborn and a battle cry and death rattle of give a friendly undead plus five plus five and taunt. Just the fact that it gets both is uh, really incredible to me. So meaning both a battle cry and a death rattle. So it's going to at least trigger once. He might be poofed out of existence, but more likely it's going to give you a, a really big taunt. Yeah, mages, you got to poof the invincible. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think when we talked about it before, this is uh, Earth's mount, actually, Um for the death knight that's his mount so uh kind of a unique little addition to our uh storyline along the way additionally they give us an example of a five mana five five frost worm which is an undead dragon and we'll also have the return of the keyword reborn which if you don't remember reborn means that the first time that your minion dies it's going to come back but with one health remaining so, for example, we have the Scourge Rager, which is a three mana five four common card with Reborn with the battle cry of die. So it'll immediately end up dying and then being on the board as a five one and creating a corpse. <laughs> it definitely increases that corpse counter for for the Death Knights. But, you know, with with anything that loses health, it's potential to heal or potentially even uh, you could say if you're a shaman uh, like evolve into that minion which would be a credit mm. incredibly powerful evolve so that you know it ends up showing up as the five four and then still has reborn 
Whew. Whew, indeed. (laughs) (laughs) But also we have the new keyword, mana thirst. Blood elves draw more power from the sun well the longer that they hold off the scourge advance. So cards with mana thirst get more powerful as you reach specific amounts of mana. You don't have to spend that mana to power up the cards. You just need to be able to access that amount of mana. So just like we had the rank spells back in Stormwind, we're seeing kind of the same effect, but at different points along the way. So, for example, we have the one mana arcane spell for mage, arcane bolt. It's a common spell, deals two damage, and mana thirst of eight deal three damage instead. I mean, for a one cost spell, that's a pretty high mana thirst cost. So you're either going to want to hold it in or mostly just use it as a a two damage. So um, because that's going to be something that can go face, it can hit the board. You're going to use it to control more than you worry about the mana thirst on that one, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's nice that it does increase the damage for those late game points where you maybe just need that one extra damage to close things out. Kind of reminds reminds me of the quest for mages as well. That ability to do damage face with now a different type of spell mm-hmm. means that you can get to that quest completion. Granted, we know that that quest has since been nerfed and not as powerful as it once was, but perhaps with Mana Thirst backing it up, it might reach that level. Additionally, for Warrior, we have a two-mana fire spell, Embers of Strength. It's a rare spell. Summon two one-two guards with taunt with a Mana Thirst of six. Give them plus one, plus two. Just like the last one, it's bodies on board that can be bigger, uh, but... Two two or two one twos with taunt for two mana seems like a pretty good deal, uh, and then if you happen to get it later, it's still relevant. Where you'll get uh, was that a two four with taunt? Um, so I, I like this one as one that you might even keep in your opening hand, um, just for the taunt mechanism. Yeah, it mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of there was a dual class card back in Skolomance where you would end up summoning two race cards. That was from like the, the mini set. Um, it was for warrior and paladin. So very similar idea there. I like the fact that later on it would be a little more powerful, able to kind of meet up with the threats. So even if you ended up getting in late game, you'd, you'd have a little bit more of from, from having waited to cast that spell. Right. And then we also have the neutral three mana, two, four minion Sun Fury Clergy. That's a common minion with a battle cry. Restore three health to all friendly characters and mana thirst of six. Restore six health instead. I think that one's early enough with, uh, I mean, it's not really great stats, but um, it's a really quick heal for your whole board. That's also one you could use with the Rager and uh, uh, really make that... uh, the five four as a whole. <laughs> um, I I think any point where you're able to heal all friendly characters too, that's really I, that's an incredibly powerful effect, um, especially when you talk about potentially getting some bigger minions onto the board as well. So, I could see that this one seeing some play for sure. Yeah, and wild for like the quests that require healing that could come in a pinch when you're late game or even warlocks you know warlocks could always use more healing true 
And additionally, with the announcement, we were received the complimentary legendary neutral spell, the first collectible neutral spell in all of Hearthstone called the Sunwell. It's a nine mana holy spell, and it fills your hand with random spells, and it costs one less for each other card in your hand. It seems really strong to me, and just the fact that it fits into whatever hand you have left is... uh for a cost is pretty good when you get it discounted that makes it possible to bring it out really early uh, and these aren't ones that you lose like the the equivalent in mage so um, I, I think this will see a bit of play i haven't seen anybody on ladder yet that's using it but i imagine the rest of the new set will see see this a lot with the fact that it's a holy spell the battle vicar can actually find it and i know at times i end i end up out of the cards that it, it that the, the battle vicar offers me it's it's kind of hard to turn down the new card so mm-hmm. uh end up usually selecting that and sometimes it ends up finding me exactly the right answer in fact i remember distinctly one of my times using it i got a sunwell that led into a mass polymorph and it was like perfect the right answer right at the right time granted it's it is random so y- you never know what you're gonna get but at least it does give you additional resources sometimes when you're maybe struggling to get exactly the right answer. And so additionally with this expansion, we're also getting a new type of cosmetic card. So we're used to going from our normal cards to gold and then diamond. Now there's going to be a signature card and signature cards are going to have a distinct stylized quality for the expansions that they come out in. So For March of the Lich King, the signature card will feature an icy, sepia style evoking the Lich King's powers over Frost and the Undead. And the art style of signature cards within each expansion will match the respective style for those expansions. So each one will look slightly different and have different style as well. I'm always a big fan of uh, additional cosmetics, so... Um, I, I'm not sure how to feel about these ones in particular, though. Just the the, uh, the coolness of it and the couple of examples that they've shown. I think I might rather stick with the gold ones. But yeah, we'll see when all of them come out and how it actually looks when you play them before I cast final judgment on that. <laughs> and you can't craft or disenchant these, can you? No, no, you can't craft or disenchant them. They can only be earned by opening packs or earn through special means. And by special means, there's going to be three non-legendary cards that are going to be earnable for free as part of an event with the launch of the expansion. But 13 of the signature cards will only be available by opening standard packs, class packs, March of the Lich King packs, or new March of the Lich King signature golden packs. And signature golden packs are like the current golden packs, but they have a chance to include signature cards instead of only golden cards. And they also have better odds. By better odds, traditionally inside a golden pack, you have the odds of 1 in 20 to receive a golden legendary. In the signature golden packs, you have the odds of 1 in 7 to receive a signature card instead of the golden cards as opposed to even a normal pack where the signature legendary card will be one in 
181, which is the same as your golden legendaries. Once you own all the signature legendary cards, you'll start receiving golden legendaries in the place of those signature legendary cards. Hopefully at the same rate as the signature cards were. (laughs) (laughs) We'll let those math calculating YouTube channels figure that out for us. Yeah. And also with that, if you pre-purchase the Mega Bundle, you'll actually get two random March of the Lich King signature legendary cards right off the bat. And you'll also get five of those March of the Lich King signature golden packs. So it kind of gives you a little additional value inside that Mega Bundle for you if if you see the value in those signature cards yeah i'm still a wait and see on that (laughs) (laughs) which actually the when we talk about the bundles the pre-purchase march of the lich king bundle for the mega pack or mega bundle includes 80 march of the lich king card packs five of the golden march of the lich king signature packs those two signature legendary cards, the entire Path of Arthas set, as well as the Lothamar Hunter hero skin and card back, with the March of the Lich King bundle, including 60 of the March of the Lich King card packs, and two random March of the Lich King legendary cards, and the Lothamar card back itself. The For the first time ever, though, these pre-purchase bundles will also be available for one week following the launch of the expansion. So it gives you a little bit more time to make those decisions before you end up creating that purchase. Those bundles always end up being a pretty good value, uh, at least for me, uh, if you can afford them. Um, So, I mean, it gets to get close to that that nice point of a dollar a pack. And now that I can, it looks like I can buy them on mobile as well, um, then... It makes makes it a lot easier uh, to like use my Amazon coins discounts to uh, fill those out. Nice. I always feel like it's worthwhile for me whenever I get the mega. I feel like I as long as I'm using the mega bundle and then like the set aside the the gold that I've earned from playing uh, on a semi regular basis. Um, I feel like I I get pretty close to filling out my whole entire collection for the expansion so that's always kind of nice but sometimes i end up having to craft one or two from some of the extra cards that i receive from the packs but all in all i usually end up getting there pretty quickly especially then when you add in the tavern pass bonuses along the way you always Mm -hmm. pick up a couple extra legendaries as you're going along so um i always end up pretty close relatively quickly how about you yoshi are you a pre-ordering fan i'm a mostly free to play excellent um kind of player so i mean i think getting around 40 packs with gold or something usually um filling up the expansion is kind of front-loaded and then you're kind of just trying to hit the rng to (laughs) win the odds to get get the ones that you want to right for the classes that you play yeah I know. Just drop me a golden legendary early on, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so with the release of March of the Lich King, there's also going to be a new cosmetic in the form of legendary hero skins. Legendary hero skins are going to be 3D character models that will respond and provide powered animations based off of 
various actions like attacking, summoning minions, casting spells, and using emotes and more. And the first legendary skin is going to be Arthas himself for the upcoming Death Knight class. And he'll start to be available actually on November 8th, just around the corner. That's two days from November 6th. Oh, I should probably... Really good looking portrait. I do like the animations being a bit more like the the diamond ones, and it's something that you get to use. Like, unlike the the legendary ones in uh, battlegrounds, then you can guarantee that this is your your guy. <laughs> Instead of just randomly coming across that legendary yeah. cosmetic, I'm I'm excited for him. Especially, I feel like we're gonna gonna see some really great legendary skins coming out in the future too anytime i i I can get out there and and get something that helps me to enjoy my class that i'm enjoying a little bit more i'm all for it and so hopefully uh these look expensive so hopefully they're (laughs) uh, not bundling them with a lot of stuff that we don't need (laughs) true so far even as the runestones have come out I haven't purchased a single runestone myself. I'll, I'll have to admit it. So there have been cosmetics that have come out and I've just been like, these cosmetics don't really even compare to the current cosmetics that I already have. Like Sir Finley's so amazing. Like, do I really want to get Sir Finley that's eating sushi over the current, like Sir Finley that I have? Not so much, but these animated ones now, uh, I'm, I think I'm going to end up getting some runestones. That's all I know. <laughs> but I can't deny that I wanted a burger Uther, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I I saw it. it. It it definitely grabbed my attention for a hot second. I abstained. I held back. I might regret my choices later on when I end up feeling like I'm missing some, but hopefully they'll come back around and be available for gold again. Yeah, or I can craft them. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. But with the patch 24.6, there's also a new event system and interface. So now you can see instead of legendary quests, you're going to see a in- entire quest kind of line with experience that you can earn on its own like miniature reward track just for the event. You'll be able to see specific event quests as well as rewards for the duration of that entire event and so for hollow's end you get to receive very specific quests that will also enable you to earn battleground emotes two march of the lich king packs a standard pack and also a murder at castle nathria pack and a banshee tyranda hearthstone hero skin as well yeah and it's this event seems pretty accessible because it took me around three to five days just playing a few hours to finish it so what i also liked about the event quests is that i missed a day where i wasn't able to complete out one of the quests because it had to do with like getting one of the princes to do its battle cry and I just couldn't manage every time I played that deck to find the, the card, especially in the 40 cards that I had. So it took me a while. But once I completed that quest, that quest cleared. And then I was still able to get to the next quest, just like the battleground quests that you kind of have in in battlegrounds. If you realize those daily quests, they kind of if you complete them, then you can come back and do them at a later date. They're not as 
they don't take up a slot and then you can't get it completed and then you're potentially missing out on the next quest for the next day so it's kind of nice i like that that ability to catch up right and the event is a great way to get you introduced to the old knights of the frozen throne cards that they've thrown back into the main um current set so yeah you're actually jumping ahead uh the Hollow's end event starts with 24.6, and for that entire event, we're getting the entire Knights of the Frozen Throne expansion temporarily in standard for legal and free to all players. And not only is it the free common cards, they're the golden versions too. So if you didn't get a chance to go in and play with Frostlich Jaina before they had a chance to rotate, now's your time. All of the Death Knights. Hero cards are available for every class in Standard right now, and you get a chance to enjoy all those cards. However, they will rotate out once the March of the Lich King takes hold. Are you trying out any of those cards that rotate back in? I've I've actually had a blast with a bunch of the new cards. Uh, Funky Monkey built a hand buff paladin that kind of centered around being able to use Chillblade Champion. That's one of the ones that I know I've had a blast with. Also being able to use some of the neutral cards, too. And the Death Knights. And the Death Knights. I've actually had a lot of fun with Uther of the Ebonblade, but I haven't had a chance to get the Four Horsemen altogether. I get all the way up to where I have three of them, and I know the next turn I'd get the fourth one. And my opponent that I'm playing against, instead of letting me summon the fourth one, concedes. Always. Every, every time I even had one warlock that got me all the way to three of them board wiped me and then I got to three of them again only to then get the concede and it was just <laughs> no why it's so close but so far <laughs> but it's been a lot of fun having a chance to play with all those new cards or older cards returning back to standard especially for me i i had a chance just barely to get to know those cards before they rotated so it's it's definitely uh enjoyable for me because of the fact that i haven't had a chance to really play with them before so that's fair yeah and it's nice the the freeness of that so that people can see that um you know from before their days uh, it gives them a much bigger collection to work with for the free-to-play players as well. So uh, this should be really fun uh, in between meta. But with that, there's also been a bunch of Battleground updates, as we did let you guys know before, as well as Mercenaries updates. We will, again, have Battlegrounds and Mercenaries-specific episodes coming up for you where we talk about all those changes. But also, now is a great time in which you should be enjoying another sometimes lesser talked about mode in Hearthstone, and that is Arena, because with 24.6, Arena is currently the dual-class Arena, in which you're able to enjoy a great number of mixes with your heroes, as you'll be able to select one hero and then another hero. So you'll get the powers of the hero power of that hero, but then access to cards from the other class. So... Kind of interesting. With that too, you'll also currently be using cards from Basic, Classic, Curse of Naxxoramas, Goblins vs. Gnomes, Blackrock Mountain, The Grand Tournament, and League of Explorers. 
All those sets are so retro. <laughs> it's yeah, it's kind of like a throwback. I I feel like even with letting us play with stuff from Knights of the Frozen Throne, it's like all of this stuff is kind of giving us those like throwback classic vibes. I I kind of like it. Well, with that too, we'll also do card reviews. I know that there's been a bunch of cards that have been revealed in various videos and streams, but we'll try to incorporate that in a very specific card review episode in the future for you as well. But that does get us to the card of the week. I know Yoshi OST, you ended up preparing a card of the week for us. You want to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. So... This card of the week is the Sunwell, and it was that free legendary that everyone can pick up if they log into Hearthstone. And I've been having a lot of fun with it with um, some wild druid um, where you could just greedily discount it with using the Imprisoned Seder, which is oh. the okay. um, the five mana discount minion um, where once it wakes up from its slumber, it knocks down some high high mana minions like Ysera or Ysil, uh Windslinger to just discount all the heavy hitting high mana spells such as the Convoke the Spirits, Ultimate Infestation, which just came with the Knights of the Frozen Throne return, and then maybe launch some Arcane Giants and then throw in a Yogg-Saron for fun. So there's there's a lot to do with just free free spells with the Yasiel and yeah, with the Sunwell being nine mana, if you discount it, it just becomes such a huge amount of value. So I've been really enjoying it. And so I made a little song on the lore behind the Sunwell and what um, the Lich King does and yeah, just before and after. And so, I hope you guys enjoy. One, two, three. There's a zombie on your lawn. There's a zombie on your lawn. There's a lich king on your lawn. We don't want zombies on our lawn. I know your type, cold, bloody, or undead. You want to send your skirt onto my hero's head and then destroy the sun while that's been keeping high elves all chill. I'm just an high elf, but see me brought our entire infantry. You came for Kel'Thuzad, we don't want zombies. I used to play football. Football. I smoke it on my head. Bucket on his head. I have another hand. Another hand. We are the undead. There's a horror on your lawn. There's a void beast on your lawn. And there's a Kel'thas on your lawn. We don't want zombies on the lawn. Maybe it's time to reevaluate all the baddies coming to Contaminate the light the felon just brought back online. You're dead so it doesn't matter, we'll channel of the solar power. My hands are full with spells at any hour. I like your vendor stand. Vendor stand. 
is the spell type shadow. Shadow spell. We'll turn that light back off. Light back off. We'll take your plateau. There's a baddie on your lawn. There's a baddie on your lawn. There's a baddie on your lawn. We don't want baddies on the lawn. Yeah, oh, well was... done. Well done. Incredible. That was excellent. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, thanks. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> no problem. Well, thanks for coming on, Yoshi OST. I do appreciate you coming here. Any final thoughts as we're wrapping things up? You want to share where people can find you even? Well, before I announce some stuff about me, um, be sure to check out that Rattlecore that you can pick up in the, in Mercenaries. And But for me, um, you can always find me on Twitch and as YoshiOST and on Twitter as GetYoshiOST. And yeah, I just hang around, talk about casual games and a lot of just chatting. And so I, I play a variety of games and we might get back to Hearthstone. I've been taking a break from that on online playing it on stream but it's been a lot of fun before and after and so yeah this this expansion i'm super excited about it and i definitely will be there to watch those uh try to catch that twitch drop and the live events thanks for coming on it's been great having you thanks for taking the time to go through all the various new things coming to hearthstone no problem and we'll make sure to put the uh, contact information in the show notes. All right. And for everyone listening, thanks for taking your time. Be sure to join us for our mercenary specific and battleground specific episodes coming in the near future. And then we'll even look forward to card reviews. I know some reveals are just around the corner as well. I think tomorrow we're start- starting to see some of those reveals come out. So be sure to check out those new cards. And I look forward to this whole entire season. It should be a lot of fun. Likewise. Much love, everyone. See ya.